0: Welcome to A Wealthy Life For Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's East Side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional.
1: Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards, Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money.
2: Hi there, welcome to episode 15 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we explore how women create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. I'm a certified financial planner, wealth advisor, author, and speaker with over 30 years experience. And professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can overcome any financial challenges as they pursue their version of A Wealthy Life. And a wealthy life is not just about the size of our nest egg. True wealth is found when we're pursuing our passions, exploring who we really are, expressing our inner talents, and living our personal dreams. The mission of this show is to engage in casual yet deep conversations with experts who are exploring what it means to live a wealthy life and sharing how they are doing just that. And I reveal tips and ideas to help you have the money you need to pursue your version of a wealthy life. I'm excited about our show today because I'm interviewing an expert in the area of confidence. Now maybe you get a little weary of hearing that women need more confidence, but I think that women have plenty of confidence. They just need to tweak it a little bit in certain areas. Women still have some distance to go before they feel truly confident about making the right financial decisions for her life goals. And since our conversation today is about building confidence to pursue a better life, I just want to share a few thoughts around women's confidence when it comes to managing money in today's reality. So I recently reviewed a survey done by Allianz Insurance, and it's titled Women, Power, and Money, Empowered and Underserved. It was completed by Larson Research in 2012, and you can definitely search online to view the study yourselves if you want more information. So I thought you'd all be interested in some of the findings from the study. Now we all know that family dynamics are changing women are choosing to marry later, have children on her own. We have blended families, stay-at-home dads, same-sex couples, aging parents moving in, and children moving back home after college. And this has kind of upended the more traditional way of how families have managed their finances in the past. So women are finding themselves in roles where they must be responsible for long-term financial needs and security for themselves and their families. So what are some of the key findings of the study? Now, of course, we're in a current economic downturn, so that might mean that Allianz has to repeat the study sometime soon, but I still think that this study provides a great window into understanding the overall changing landscape for women and money. So first, the balance of power is shifting towards women. Let's hurrah for that. (laughs) In the study, 50% of women surveyed said they are earning more than ever before, with 60% reporting they are the primary breadwinner. Women are more empowered in the workplace and therefore have more financial opportunities. Now, 49% said they have a great deal of responsibility for major financial decisions. More than half of married women see themselves as the chief financial officer in their households. Two-thirds of women agree they cannot rely on their husbands to handle the investing anymore, but they also say that they haven't learned about financial matters from their husbands. Now, this is what I've seen in my own practice. It seems like our society still doesn't support talking about money enough, and we don't have a habit of passing on what we've learned onto other members of our family all the time. Last week, I taught a helpful tool called the Money Heart Talk, which is a structured communication process that I help my clients with, and it has eight agreements. It's to help people feel safe, to express their concerns and worries about money, as well as their hopes and dreams, so that more compromise can be reached and that the couple feels like they're sharing the responsibility of managing money. I also have a blog post on my website called Women Need More Support Taking Investment Risk. If you sometimes feel a lack of confidence around making investment decisions, I really encourage you to visit my website and click on that blog. But ladies, we can really get excited about the rising influence that women are enjoying at work and in their families. And, you know, I've interviewed several experts on this show before around the whole top, topic of empowering themselves, women getting help empowering with their careers and earning higher levels of income. So check out other episodes of the show. The Alliance study found that the women of influence, which are higher earning women, they have a higher need for financial control because of that and therefore more desire for financial knowledge. However, no matter what their financial situation, this study showed that women feel that the demands of working and raising children and just overall family and life responsibilities have led them to be just too busy to sometimes address their financial needs. Have you ever wondered that you might become a bag lady? Well, I'm not talking about the number of bags in your closet, but the fear that you might end up without financial resources later in life. The study reflects that bag lady fears persist even among the most successful women, those earning more than $200,000 a year. They're concerned about getting a divorce or becoming widowed. And if you're like me, you've known more than one woman who's been in that situation and they've said, quote, it was a real wake-up call, unquote. The number one topic women most want to learn about is how to make sure that they can keep up their preferred lifestyle in retirement. Do you agree with that? Well, unfortunately, women also reported that they feel alienated especially divorced women, women of influence, and same-sex relationships, they feel alienated by the financial services industry. Women also believe that financial advice and the materials that our industry provides are geared mostly toward the wealthy. Almost one-third of the women in the study said that they believe that, quote, financial strategies are for people who have more money than me which is a major barrier for them to get involved. So ladies, if this is something you can relate to, I encourage you to be open to the possibility that there are financial advisors out there who are sensitive, open, transparent, and truly motivated to offer you the best support and advice you can get. Of course, I'm one of those. I'm devoted to the rise of women. As you know, from listening to my show, So according to the Allianz study, 62% of women still don't have a financial advisor. That's a lot of people. And even among those who do, over 69% of those women do not view their financial professional as a go-to resource for information on how to spend, save, and invest. Financial professionals placed a distant second to the internet as a source for financial information. Well, I have to admit I'm a little embarrassed for this rating for my industry, but I have to say, ladies, you don't want to get financial advice from the internet because how does Google know what your true circumstances and financial goals are? Well, the Ollion study indicates that, that my industry is taking women's temperature and putting better solutions into place. So what will it take for women to begin to trust the financial industry and specific advisors for the information and education that she so desperately wants? Well, number one, service is as important as investment returns to women, according to the survey. Women place a high value on interpersonal skills and feeling personally cared about. Women are put off by cookie cutter solutions and they want a personalized plan. Hey, I'll drink to that. Women want clearly written materials, not confusing terms and descriptions. And women of influence feel that information is just too difficult to understand and doesn't really take their needs into consideration. So we need to do better with that. And women prefer a more social way of learning based on relatability and affordability. They prefer learning in a group with like-minded peers. So stay tuned for some announcements about my group education programs. So there's one shockingly persistent stereotype that this study revealed regarding other financially savvy women. Over 40% of women who responded said they think that being financially independent will make them intimidating and unattractive to men, with almost a third responding that they believe being financially independent can alienate other women. The bottom line here is that my job is to assure you that being financially capable can have a hugely positive impact on your relationships, your career, and your confidence not to mention your long-term security and overall life enjoyment. So women want a high touch, full service, easy to understand and simple to follow approach to financial management. Nearly one in five women said in that Allianz survey, quote, I just want someone to make this easier for me, unquote. So let's ask our guest to help us learn how to build our confidence overall so that women can boldly seek out that financial education and empowerment she so desperately needs and deserves. Cindy D. Whitmer, aka The Confidence Coach, is the founder and CEO of The Inspiration Center, a company designed to support people in creating their unique definition of success and happiness, personally and professionally. With over 30 years of experience coaching and counseling people of all ages and stages of life, Ms. Wittner has also facilitated countless workshops, hundreds of speaking engagements, and has authored two books. I find Ms. Whitmer authentic and approachable, and she calls on her own story of transformation to encourage those she serves as well. Having built her confidence higher than ever while anchoring her life in an even deeper faith and trust in her intuition, an abundance mentality and the constant pursuit of freedom, growth and joy, she relishes the opportunity to help others do the same. So has dedicated her professional life to serving others to build their confidence so they can carve out and create their own unique definition of success and happiness or what I might call a wealthy life. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Cindy. I'm so happy
3: you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here.
2: Well, you and I have been friends for a number of years, and we've also participated in a mastermind group for a lot of that time. And of course, we happen to share some of the same beliefs and principles uh, when it comes to pursuing success and a happy and, and wealthy life. So to get started, why don't you share with us a little bit about your background and how you became the Confidence Coach?
3: Well, I started out professionally right away uh, as a young adult as a therapist and spent 25 years as a licensed therapist. But about 15 years ago, in the middle of all that, I discovered the profession of coaching and thought it added something different from therapy. And so I began pursuing that and got educated in that and sort of started practicing that on the side um, of my therapy jobs. And then uh, I realized in my own life, you know, I, I was getting more and more unhappy Personally, I was struggling in lots of ways. And I thought, what's the missing piece here? What's the matter? And and I realized that I wasn't standing strong enough in my own life. And I was letting other people, uh, you know, sway how I lived my life. Mm -hmm. I was married at the time and just not standing strong enough and honoring who I was totally. And so I knew I needed to build my confidence. And that led to all kinds of major life shifts, including opening the Inspiration Center, uh, which actually the name of my business came to me in a meditation. Um, And I, you know, and and just it all started to unfold from there. So it's been um, a journey professionally, of course, with getting educated and trained, but also a very personal journey as well. And,
2: and um, part of that personal journey is you took a year off, didn't you?
3: I did. Yes, I did. So I'd been a d- divorced a few years and I'd been running a... Uh, a nonprofit counseling center for many years in a small town while I finished raising my children. And when they both went off to college, I knew, you know, I needed to make a change. And so, and I, I didn't want to wait for my house to sell. I didn't want to wait to have another job or a business built or anything. So I, I quit the job, I put the house on the market, took the kids to college, and then I took a year to really take a breath and travel all around the country and look for my next community where I knew I would build my business and build my life again. And, yeah, I mean, I traveled all over the place, much of it alone, and then some visiting friends and family, of course, and then also ended up taking a mission trip to Africa that just sort of landed in my lap. Um, That's another story for another time. But, uh, yeah, I took a year off to really – really know what I needed, what I wanted, and what I wanted to set out to do with the rest of my life. And and it's it was a wonderful experience.
2: Well, and I can only imagine that um, doing a lot of that traveling and making, you know, letting your life happen to you and then responding to what was offered to you on your journey around the country and then going to Africa, that must have built some confidence so, so, how would you say that your confidence uh, increased, or did it increase during that time off?
3: It really did increase. I mean, just making the decision to leave my home, leave my job, everything without a real definitive plan, took guts. I mean, that took. Yeah. Mom- right there and of course a lot of people around me although very supportive in theory also you know I got a lot of weird (laughs) looks when I was (laughs) describing my plans and a lot of concern and you know because it's like well how are you going to pay for all this and what you know how much money are you going to lose not working and how much is traveling going to cost and what are you thinking and how long are you going to be gone and how do you leave your home for you know six months and you know just lots of It was a very outside-the-box decision to make, so just doing that was a huge uh, act of confidence, and then, yeah, traveling all over and going to places I'd never been, and and going alone and being comfortable in my own skin and just letting life unfold before me and trusting the process completely and my own ability to navigate whatever came my way. It was, it was really wonderful.
2: Well, I'm sure that that experience uh, really serves the women that you work with. Uh, and so we're gonna just take a few moments uh, for a quick break, but when we come back, I'm gonna be asking Cindy to start with sharing her definition of confidence and why women need to make building more confidence a real priority in their lives. So come right back, Uh, stay with us and we'll be right back.
0: Are you feeling stuck wondering, is this all there is? Have you given your life to others and now don't know who you are or what you want? Would you like to thrive, not just survive? Cindy Whitmer, AKA the Confidence Coach, helps people identify what's holding them back from having the lives they want. She helps her clients get crystal clear about everything they desire and then teaches them the mindsets, skill sets and success strategies required to manifest them. Cindy D. Whitmer, is a certified success coach and has supported thousands of people in transforming their lives. Learn more at cindydwhitmer.com. That's dot rcom In today's uncertain circumstances, talented women are challenged with common financial problems. You may be wondering, should I continue to contribute to my 401k plan? Should I sell my home? Should I stop paying down debt? There are no shortage of financial experts competing for your attention in the media. But what you read in an article may not be the best advice for your unique circumstances. Don't make costly mistakes by reaching for a quick answer to your questions. Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com where listening and answering your financial questions is what we do. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.
1: Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com.
2: Hey there, welcome back uh, to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my guest, Cindy Whitmer, the confidence coach. So Cindy, confidence is a word that you might say (laughs) means different things to different people. And, you know, it can be a word that, Uh, people throw away, right? Yeah, you need more confidence uh, when they talk about this or that. So let's start with a real solid definition of what confidence really is and what makes it our greatest commodity.
3: Yeah, I love that. And I think you're so correct. And so I like a very simple but strong definition. And I just say confidence is the belief in yourself and your abilities or a feeling of self assuredness and it's our greatest commodity in my mind because it is a foundational quality that we all need and a state of being we need to live within to be able to create anything that we want because if i'm not confident i'm not going to go out there and go for what i want i'm not even probably going to know what i actually need in my life and i'm going to be afraid to ask for help and all kinds of Things So another thing I think is really important to know about competence is that success literature tells us that it's a greater predictor of success in any area than education, expertise, or competence. So in other words, how we show up is more important than actually what we know. Wow,
2: that's huge. I'm so glad that you shared that with us uh, because that really puts it into a context. Why really teasing that word out and asking ourselves, what is my confidence level in any given thing? Because confidence can actually get you started
3: and, and keep you going towards whatever it is you, you want to do. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I tell people all the time, check in your confidence like you check your temperature, you know. Mm-hmm. And if we're on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being the highest, we want to be up in the 8, 9, 10 range. And if we're not, if you're a 6, you know, you want to know why I feel like a 6, what it would feel like to feel like an 8, 9, 10. Or if I'm a 2, you wonder, why am I thinking I'm only a 2? And what do I need to be a three, four, five, and then build up to there, and then... Go, so on and so forth to get it get it up high
2: wow that rating uh rating scale zero to 10 sounds very powerful and um i'm assuming that you really help people understand how to use that on a day-to-day basis
3: Yes. And another thing to remember is you may feel like a nine in this area of your life. Maybe professionally you feel like a nine or a 10, but in your terms of your own body image or your health issues, you may may feel like a three, four. So check it in other areas. Whenever you're feeling distressed, depressed, fearful in your life, really check that confidence level in that particular subject of your life and uh, see, see where you need to go.
2: Well that's right because as I was mentioning earlier you know we can be really confident in our job because we've done it for many years but now that we're making more money we might not feel as confident making the 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 powerful financial choices that need to be made in order to end up not being a bag lady so i think that's really helpful for everyone to know What is the confidence level based on what it is you're doing? And so now, you know, what are some of the key shifts that women can make when they're trying to build more confidence in a particular area?
3: Well, number one, you want to wake up and really get self-aware. Understand like what your patterns are, like what's worked in your life, what hasn't worked in your life. And get really, really honest with yourself, take a good long look in the mirror, because that that will teach you a lot about where your strengths are and where areas of growth are for you and then you want to get really crystal clear about what you want your life to look like like in every area of your life have a vision for that specifically see it as a movie in your mind like what you want your health to be like your relationships your professional life your free time any and all areas of your life understand what you want so then you can start making steps to get there. And then, of course, we need to eliminate anything that's getting in the way, which I like to call the energy drainers. Mm. And so you want to get rid of whether it's clutter in your closets or it's toxic relationships or it's oh. some really destructive daily habits. Whatever it is, you want to get rid of those things that are blocking your your success and then really get it, understanding your, your, what I like to call the TFA cycle, which is mm-hmm. your thinking, feeling, acting cycle. It's understanding those beliefs that you carry around and how they're affecting how you feel and how they're affecting how, what actions and behaviors you're engaging in. Mm-hmm. And, and above all, I really, really, would love to see women invest in themselves, really invest in themselves and what they want, saying yes to themselves on a daily basis, putting tangible support systems in place to help them get where they want to go.
2: Wow, that is such a uh, broad um, answer to my question. So I want to tease. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I want to tease some of these things out a little bit because I I think that uh, having a deeper understanding is really going to be motivational uh, for folks. So I I guess the first thing is I, I must say this in every show you have to figure out what you want. And so, you know, how do you answer the 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 client that says, I just don't know what I want? How do you answer that?
3: Yeah. Well, some of the things that we do is we we really focus on when the woman has felt joy or in total bliss in her life. You know, what were you doing? Where were you? What kind of people were around you, if any? And what was going on? So tapping into that joy, just that honest delight and joy can give us a lot of clues about what we actually want. And another activity I often do with clients is I have them reflect on their childhoods and the when they were playful, When they were imaginative and dreaming and things like that, and what kinds of things they did. Like, I really love riding my bicycle now. Like, I am growing my cycling skills. I'm cycling more and more and more all the time, going further, getting stronger all the time. But I didn't ride my bike for 40 years. Yeah. When I was a kid, I rode my bike constantly, constantly. Yeah. Constantly, constantly. And then I just shut down that. of my life and now it's like adding so much sweetness to my life now so that we look back at the childhood times that were good and fun and that can give us clues about what we really want as well
2: oh love it love it okay so then the next uh step you mentioned was to eliminate energy drainers and i have to just say it sounds like it takes a lot of energy to eliminate those energy drainers.
3: Yes. Well, first we have to recognize what they are in our lives. And really it's anything that when you think about it or you see it, you go, oh, so this can be, you know, that squeaky door. Every time you open it, you think, oh, I need to oil that. Or every time you get in your car and you're going down the road and you hear that funny little clinking noise, and it, then you start to feel insecure. You start to lose your confidence because you think, is this far going to die? What's the matter with my car? Do I have enough money in my savings account to repair this car? Um, and then it can be, you know, the people in your life that you spend time with them and you feel exhausted because yeah. they're for you for whatever reason. I mean, energy drainers can come in so many different forms. And the research says that most of us Americans average 25 to 50 of those at any one time in our life.
2: Yikes, well, I feel good about myself, Cindy, because I eliminated an energy drainer over the weekend. I cleaned out my garage. And I think I must have broken down something like 30 boxes and, you know, took them to the recycling. So I, I totally will underline what you're saying. I feel so much lighter and better after doing that.
3: Yes, because that heaviness of that clutter or things we keep around, we no longer use or whatever, or relationships that are no longer healthy or habits that, all of that, the weight of those are like bricks on our shoulders. And so we drag them around like extra baggage. And so when we start to get rid of things, our energy is freed up to focus on things that feel good and help us to strive toward the things we really want and reach those goals.
2: Right. And and, and they don't have to be big goals, right? They can just be little goals too. And, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, in this show about uh, the importance of examining our thinking and getting in touch with how we believe to see if the those are in the way of of pursuing what we want. And it, it falls in the category sometimes of just having to face up that we might be, you know, doing that definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over. And and it's a I know it's an awareness thing. So how do you help your clients discover their beliefs that may be robbing them of confidence?
3: Well, we unearth, you know, when, whenever they're feeling depressed or whenever they're experiencing feelings of fear and stress, and I will, you know, sort of talk them through those and say, okay, and when you felt that fear, what were you thinking? What were you Mm -hmm. thinking? What thoughts were running through your mind? Or when you feel down in the dumps, what thoughts are running through your mind? Mm -hmm. And they'll say things like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy or the world is a scary place or people are basically, you know, crazy and out to get you. And, you know, and so then we uncover those thoughts that then they realize, oh, but when we think that way, then I say to them, well, when you're thinking that way, that for example, if, when you think you're not good enough, then how do you feel? Oh, then I feel depressed. I feel powerless. I feel hopeless. And then how do you act? Well, they're stuck. They can't move forward because they're too scared or they don't think it's worth it or they don't know how and they're just frozen. So that's why confidence can just completely change that whole pattern.
2: Oh, and this is really where the rubber meets the road. It's where it all begins, isn't it, is with our thoughts and our beliefs. So there's another step you mentioned, which is women investing in themselves. And you know, when it comes to uh, getting your financial life in order, I find this is where women really get stuck. So help us understand how to break through that hesitancy that that is just natural that we all have to you know invest in ourselves, not only money but time.
3: Yes, right. Yes. So again, recognizing the value. The value when you have invested in yourself and, and some women go, I've never invested, in them. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll say, have you ever gone out and bought a new outfit to go to a job interview? Oh, yes, I have. You know, most can relate to that. Have you ever gone out and gotten some kind of training or certification or education or anything like that? Oh, of course, of course, I've done that. But so for some reason, they don't equate that to investing in themselves. But those are forms of investing in yourself. Even going and getting a massage on a Saturday morning is an investment in ourselves. So we want to kind of redefine what self-care looks like and expand it to a feeling of investing in ourselves. It's more of a commitment. It's a stronger yes to yourself. And so I say to people all the time, you know, what ways what way today can you just invest in your own self-care? And they're like, Oh, I could go for a walk tonight in the park that always feels so good to me, or I could listen to my favorite music in my car or, you know, so it can take many forms and it can also take the form of wanting to learn something new. Like, let's say you want to learn to play the guitar. So an investment in yourself might be getting the guitar, investing in some lessons, you know, things like that. So just understanding the value when you have already invested in yourself in small ways or large ways, and then, expand that definition for how you can invest in yourself now does that make sense
2: oh it so does and i I, what was coming to me while you were explaining it was sometimes we look at that spending money as something we have to do and this seems like a subtle shift to to what we get to do
3: yes i mean why are we earning money anyway if we're not going to have pleasure, enjoy life, and and become, you know, the women we fully want to become and live an authentic, joy-filled, meaningful life. What greater investment is there?
2: I totally agree with you. And um, for some reason, we're already at our second break. (laughs) (laughs) we're just having such a great time. So let's just take another short break. And when we come back, Cindy and I are going to talk about how to boost our confidence during difficult and uncertain times like we're experiencing right now. So come on back to a wealthy life for her.
3: Hi, this is Cindy D. Whitmer, also known as The Confidence Coach. If you would like to know more about my work as a coach, speaker, and author, you may contact me directly at www.CindyDWhitmer.com. I've enjoyed 30 years of coaching, counseling, speaking, and writing, and supported thousands of people in transforming their lives. I'm a certified success coach and passion test facilitator was a licensed professional counselor for 25 years and an international speaker and author of two books. To learn more about the competence coaching programs, my free Facebook group for women, or to sign up for my newsletter, please go to www.cindydwitmer.com. I look forward to empowering your journey to more competence.
1: Reinventing Her Money was born in 2003 with a vision of expanding services beyond traditional wealth management to include financial literacy, money mindset, and empowerment coaching for professional women who have unique challenges to becoming financially independent. Start your journey towards pursuing a financial life on your own terms at ReinventingHerMoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIP. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com.
2: Hello there. Thanks for coming back. It's a wealthy life for her with Teresa Leftenant and the confidence coach, Cindy Whitmer. So Cindy, we are going to talk about, um, you know, how we can build our confidence back when it's been shaken a little bit, uh, you know, by, by difficulties. But before we go there, I want to ask one other question. Uh, and that is, is confidence a mindset or does a feel or is it a feeling? So what does it really mean to be confident or confident-minded?
3: I think it's really both because there's that feeling of self-assuredness that is confidence. But being confidence-minded to me is having a state of mind, so thoughts in your mind of faith in yourself that are marked by freedom of uncertainty, Mm. but without arrogance You know, we don't want the arrogance. Confidence is not arrogance. That's a whole nother level and an ego-based thing.
2: Very distinctive uh, difference there, isn't it?
3: Very distinctive, yes, yes.
2: So to be confidence-minded, you feel really uh, strong in who you are, uh, deserving, and um, that you know deep inside that no matter what you are going to pursue, do, uh, be, or have, that you will work it out. You'll get it together. You'll overcome. That is that what you're saying?
3: Yes. And you have the, the belief that if you don't know something and you don't know the path to getting somewhere, that you will find someone who does know. Because the great news is whatever we don't know, someone knows. And we can yes. help people. We can find those paths. Through our own, uh, you know, research and efforts, so it's it's wonderful.
2: Yeah, I think that was one of the hard hard things I had to learn um, through my process is that to ask for help because I always felt like I was showing a lack of confidence if I didn't try to do everything on my own.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes we stubborn, independent people. Have am sorry if you think I just called you stubborn, but you know, it's that it is that desire to think, okay, I can do it on my own, I can do it on my own. But part of confidence is recognizing what our strengths are and what our growth opportunities are, and having a balanced perspective and then being able to reach out and ask, ask, ask when we need additional understanding from someone else or teaching or assistance. Right.
2: And boy, that isn't more true than now, is it? I mean, women go through changes throughout their lives. We know that. And um, life isn't a straight line of happiness and rainbows. We have difficulties and we'll, as well as successes and joy. But, you know, right now, there uh, are probably a lot of women, you know, myself included. I've had some days here staying, you know, in my house and trying to protect myself and my family of, of feeling a Lack of confidence. So, what would you say to what those of us who need a little boost during this difficult and uncertain time?
3: I would definitely take some time to recall your history and your life because we've all been through tough times before. Maybe it wasn't a pandemic, maybe it didn't look like this current situation. But we've all been through something. Maybe there was a period of time where, well, like I was totally broke in college. I didn't have, I mean, I had $5 to my name at one point. Um, and yet I found a way to begin to build my wealth. Um, some people have lost a lot of jobs. Maybe you've lost a job before. Maybe you've had a divorce happen or a death in your life that's really rattled your sense of security, and emotionally or financially. You know, we're survivors. We've been through things before. And so look at your history and ask yourself in those tough times you've been through before, what qualities did I have that brought me through those tough times? Or what strengths did I develop to get through those times? And what new skills did I, did I create within myself to get through those times before? And you'll mm-hmm. recognize how resourceful you've been in other times, which can help you call on those strengths now.
2: Right. You know, it seems like every time we have a challenge, big or small, it seems like it's the first one we've ever had (laughs) because we're going through this one for the first time. It always looks a little different. And um, so I do think that our our ability to believe in ourselves can get shaken a little bit. So, um, you know, how can we make feeling confident a daily habit?
3: Well, for sure again, you know, following your joy. I mean, it sounds it may sound woo-woo. It's it may not make sense to some of you listeners, but truly this does work. I know this works. I live by this. I teach people to live by this. The research says this to really follow your joy because our inner guidance system, our emotional guidance system teaches us a lot about what's good for us and what is maybe something we need to rethink. And so if we get very close to ourselves and listen to that, we will be led down paths that are, that are wonderful and we will build our confidence piece by piece by piece. So learning to trust yourself, your own intuition, and saying yes to yourself and what you authentically feel, feel drawn to will begin to build that confidence day in and day out.
2: Yeah, I, I really want, um, I want to remind myself of that too, not to let it, you know, I have a really solid gratitude practice. Uh, you know, it, it really does fuel my energy to be grateful for what I have, but I wouldn't say I'm that diligent about working on my confidence every day. So I'm I'm grateful that See, I have something more to be grateful for. You reminding me <laughs> to be uh, to be mindful about my confidence uh, every day. So let's um, let me ask you this: Can you describe what the relationship is between having confidence and living that wealthy life that I'm uh, that I talk about all the time?
3: For sure, for sure. Well, when I'm a confident person, remember. I'm very aware of myself, I know who I am, I know how I am, I know how I operate in the world, and I know what I want. And so I am willing to go after it, I'm gonna go get it, I'm not gonna let anything get in my way, because I'm so clear. And I'm gonna get things out of my way that are in my way that I've let get in my way. And then I'm going to keep a really healthy mindset, those positive thoughts, those strong beliefs, those foundational beliefs that really help keep my life defined for me in a way that feels really really good and then I'm going to keep investing in myself in the ways that I feel are really significant that give me a sense of overall satisfaction and meaning in my life if I don't have confidence I don't have the strength to do that I don't have the know-how to do that I'm afraid and I, I will be like the turtle that goes into its shell when it's fearful
2: Okay. So what you just told me is that I need to talk to myself every day in a similar way that you just talk to yourself. You know, I am confident. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I, if I don't, I can always reach out for help and so on and so forth. So you can almost create a little script for yourself to um, keep your confidence high.
3: Yes, you know, the words we say to ourselves and the language we use can really affect that confidence. You know, when you you hear people say, or when you say yourself, oh, I'll try to get that done, or yeah, right. maybe, maybe I'll do that. That's what I call examples of tentative language. Mm. The confident language is, I am going to do this, or I am this, I am worthy, I am capable, I am strong. And I'm committed to this and I will be there at this time on this day. That kind of thing. You hear the, do you hear the certainty in my voice when I'm using that kind of language versus, well, maybe I'll, yes, uh, probably I'll do that sometime. You know, (laughs) Yes. when we speak with confidence, we stand stronger and we move forward. We do not stay stuck. We just don't.
2: Right, even if it's a little tiny step to to move forward, and you know you're talking about you know how we speak to ourselves, but you know back in the days when we were going to networking events or going to uh, uh, you know group gatherings, and we'll get back to that, I'm sure. But remember, um, we used to we could walk into a room, and it's interesting how you can actually perceive who's confident and who isn't. So talk a little bit about the visual of confidence.
3: Yes, Conf, oh yes, for sure. You know, you sometimes, you know, we can all think of people that when they enter a room, we just almost stop because yeah. we are taken back by the energy they bring in the room, they enter, they have a presence about them and that is their confidence coming through. And so they're standing up straight, their shoulders are back they are uh they have a a very purposeful step Mm -hmm. and they make eye contact with people they usually smile uh you know and are quick to reach out their hand to shake hands or whatever well that is when it was okay to do so now we're elbow bumping if we're doing anything at all right but you know those people you know the physical the way they show up in a room you know one of the signs of aging I was just studying aging recently one of the signs is people shuffling their feet yes shuffling their feet so that the shuffle feet is a sign of somebody being less secure very tentative in their step and so we want to pick those feet up and we want to take firm steps across a room and you want to enter a room not just go in the room
2: not slink into the room. Not-
3: that's a great word yes link into the room and stand in the corner you know chewing your fingernails no right enter the room ready just like you're saying here i am you know here i am yeah yeah
2: so, so, you know, this all sounds great. And what I know to be true. And I'm so grateful you're reminding us is that confidence can be learned. Confidence can be developed. And then that confidence can be, um, utilized, uh, toward any goal or purpose that you want it to be. But what if you're a person who really has zero or very low confidence? Where does someone begin?
3: Yeah, that's a wonderful question. And I and I just do want to say, as we're making this point here, that confidence is not like a college degree. And once you've got it, (laughs) you always have it. Right. Any moment you're confident or you're not or you're somewhere on that scale of zero to 10. Right. And so it is a practice. It is a daily practice. And so please keep that in mind. You can always be nurturing your own confidence so if you have like none if you're just feeling like a zero in your life uh first of all i'm sorry about that Mm -hmm. and remember that that's part of being human that we all have had our zero times or our zero days or our zero seasons in our lives and uh, that all that means is that you're you're forgetting who you really are at some level And you're taking in uh, responsibility for things that aren't necessarily your own and that it's time to regroup and get focused again. And so it takes courage, lots of courage. I want everybody to remember that word and to decide that, okay, I'm important or I'm willing to consider that I'm important enough to do something for myself now, to take even one step, You know, honestly, it's it may sound really silly, but even just ordering the food you actually want in a restaurant can be an act of confidence. If we're feeling zero, you know, that can actually be an act of confidence or courage. Um, So just saying even what might seem like a tiny yes to yourself and honoring who you are and what you prefer in some way is the beginning. And then when you see that and you can recognize that as an act of self-love, as an honoring of yourself, then you go, oh, oh, okay, I can do that. And I can do that again. And I can do that over here in this area of my life. And I can do that over there in that area of my life. Um, Can I tell you about a client recently who just, she said she she wasn't recognizing that she had confidence or any self-care or anything, but she said she loved to visit old mining towns. Hmm. And, and I said, you know, every time you let yourself go visit an old mining town and explore, that is an act of confidence. And she was like, what? You know, <laughs> it's true because she's saying yes to herself. She's investing the time, the energy, the effort, the money to go do that. And Because she loves it. There isn't any other reason to do it, but because she loves it. And that's reason enough
2: absolutely i I just absolutely love this last part here and um but i but before we close i want to ask you you know you have a bigger mission in mind with your work cindy you're an incredibly busy coach you're out there on facebook all the time you have all sorts of um you know workshops going on i've noticed and so so what is your bigger mission with your work cindy
3: well, I really believe that life is meant to be enjoyed. I really, really believe that, that suffering is, uh, it, it isn't meant to be a part of the picture. And I think women need to know this. And so my big mission is to really impact as many women as possible and help them to understand that they really can have a right to and can create their own definition of success and happiness. But we got to build the confidence so they can do that. So that's, that's what I'm out to do is build the confidence of every woman in the world. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's a pretty small mission. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Thanks for helping out with that though today. well, well,
2: my pleasure. My pleasure. So let our listeners know how they can uh, learn more about you and get involved.
3: Uh, So they can go to my website. It's www.CindyDWhitmer.com. And there's a lot of free resources on there. I have a newsletter they can subscribe to. And I have a Facebook group for women called Confident Women. You can have it all. So go find that on Facebook if you're a Facebook person and click, you know, ask to join. And then uh, we let everybody in daily who uh, answers our questions and reads over our group rules. And, uh, yeah, I have confidence coaching programs. And, anyway, most of the information's on my website.
2: And your website is?
3: www.cindydwittmer.com.
2: Well, uh, I just can't thank you enough for really up leveling our understanding about confidence today. So thank you for being my guest. And I also want to tell everyone that next week my guest is emily mcintyre and she is the intuitive ceo she's also a a coffee consultant and we're going to be talking about a whole new ceo expansion program that she's running down in portland so i'm really excited about having her on the show so i want to thank you for listening and being part of our wealthy life for her mission you know as you listen to different shows and podcasts When you choose ours, I'm really grateful. And we don't take testimonials. So the only way that we can share this program if you enjoyed it is to pass it on, is to forward it in your Facebook page and so on. So thank you for doing that. I also want to thank my stepdaughter, Alexis, Lieutenant Gregory, who composed our music and Eric, my producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates and everyone at KKNW, 1150 AM. You can connect with me on LinkedIn in Facebook and YouTube under Teresa Lieutenant. And you can look for the correct spelling in the show notes. And also look for my financial fitness quiz on my website, reinventinghermoney.com. Remember everyone, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your
0: terms. See you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon, she is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at ReinventingHerMoney.com.